This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's get going, Scotty. You ready for this one? Hi, Kurt. Yes, I'm ready for an episode of Bananas. Woman accidentally creates crow army that ends up saving neighbor's life. (laughs) All right, I'm going to need some details, but that is certainly Bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas. I'm Kurt Brownler. I'm Scotty Landis. This is the silliest little podcast that ever was. Today we have a guest that we should get right into. I was looking at her Wikipedia and we could probably give her credits for about 15 minutes. So we're going to just bring her on, Kurt. Who do we have today? You might know our guest today from the ninth season of RuPaul's Drag Race, in which she plays second overall. Her new album, A Girl Like Me, Letter to My Lovers, is out mm-hmm. right now. She also hosts the weekly show Pep Talks, Black Movie Classics on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And she's even nominated for a 2021 Glad Media Award for oh, Best yeah. Album. Oh, hell yeah. Please welcome the always fabulous Miss Peppermint. All right. Hi there. Welcome to Bananas. We What we do here is we goof off. We tell you stories. Kurt's going to tell us yeah. about some crows that apparently love a woman and attack people. <laughs> and then we just kind of spin it into our own orbit. But uh, congratulations on the nomination. Is that for your album? Yeah, it's for my new album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. It's all about, the album is all about my, uh, you know, recent relationship. I just broke up with someone okay. uh, not that long ago. And mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, pulling a Taylor Swift and writing all about it. Um, <laughs> nice. And in fact, ca- was able to write three albums worth w- oh, about yeah. the beginning, the middle, and the end of the relationship on three wow. separate albums. So the first one is out now. The next one is due out in spring. Um, and I'm really excited about it. And I'm nom- I can't believe I'm nominated next, with, next to Lady Gaga. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, that is amazing. The suspense. <laughs> I love that it's a three album. It's a triptych of albums. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You could put them on all the, for a whole day. That's right. A whole day, um, honey. It's a, a fabulous listening, but just, you know, maybe easy on the wine at the end of the day. At the day. <laughs> How long was the relationship where you got three albums of material out of it? it? You would think it'd be 10 years, right? But it was, it was a year. I'm quite an emotional gal. Gotcha. So, <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it was like, it was him in a relationship and it was like, I was like Sybil, like, you know, I had many personalities in the relationship. (laughs) Um, Well, do you want to hear about some emotional crows? Please. Yes. Um, (laughs) This was sent in by Bananimal Caitlin O'Connor. This is from Ruin My Week um, Mm -hmm. by, and the byline is just Allison. 
<laughs> okay. Thank you, Allison. Allison's one so. of the best writers in the business, apparently. <laughs> Doesn't need a last name. Not at all. Woman accidentally creates crow army that ends up saving neighbor's life. Right. So this was originally posted in <laughs> Reddit under okay. legal advice, okay. where apparently people like tell stories in case a lawyer is interested in like taking on or giving them some advice. Yes. And so basically, she said this woman, she lives in Portland, Oregon, of course, and she was watching a nature program about crows at home. And she said the program mentioned that if you feed and befriend them, crows will bring you small gifts. Okay. And she said my emo phase came back full force, and I figured that I was furloughed and had lots of time, so why not make some crow friends? Oh, boy. So my plan worked out a little too well, and the resident five crows in my neighborhood have turned into an army of 15 strong. At first, my neighbors didn't mind and enjoyed it. They're mostly elderly, and and most were (laughs) a bird-watching club anyway. They thought the fact that I had... Crows were following me around. Like, she would go for walks, and they would all follow her, which was insane. Right. Um, But the crows have started, lately, she says, the crows have started defending me. My neighbor came over for a socially distanced chat, me on my porch, her in my yard, and the crows started dive-bombing her, and they would not stop until she left. Oh, no. Um, And that's why she was asking for legal advice. She's like, if these crows hurt somebody, am I legally responsible because I've been feeding them? Uh... Months later, she posts again an update because this like took off and became viral. She posts. I only have one eye. Help! Yes, my (laughs) fingers are missing. Uh, So she posts again, saying basically that all these people, because it went viral, all these people reached out to her and said, "Like, look, these crows are. You just have to encourage everyone to feed them because they're Uh resource guarding. They think these people are going to eat their food." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really funny. Um, and so and everyone in the neighborhood started feeding the crows. That alle- alleviated the problem. But now the crows were like buddies with everybody. And so one of her elderly neighbors, <gasps> when it snowed, when it was snowing in Portland just recently, it was icy. He went outside and fell. Oh, wow. And then all the crows went fucking ape shit, like oh, no. screaming and screeching. And so then another neighbor came over to find out what the crows were on about, and they found the guy on the ground in his uh, driveway oh. and, like, saved his fucking life. Amazing. So, so that's how the crows ended up saving the life. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> crows, man. We, uh, I'm obsessed with crows. Do you believe this why. story? What? <laughs> Do you believe this story? I don't I do. know. Okay, I okay. do. Crows are so smart. They're the smartest birds. They're the are smartest they? Okay, birds. okay, yeah. I don't know why I thought parrots might have been, but... Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, wow. I okay. mean, I was kind of picturing that they were going to, like, scoop down and pick them up and fly them. Maybe fly them <laughs> to a hospital. I mean, I don't know how many crows you would need to do that. I That's, don't know. They are super smart, though, and it's like... It's fun. I always like when you find birds in places where they're not supposed to be, like the airport. Oh, yeah. Or sometimes I've seen <laughs> videos of birds on airplanes. But when I was in New York, I remember a crow. I mean, a pigeon walked onto a subway car, and everybody was, you know, didn't want to touch it, but was delighted. And then one stop later, just walked right back off and flew away. And it was like I like to think <laughs> that didn't work, doing its job, like had a place to be. Yeah. Well, they do have really good sense of direction, right? And so it probably, it must have known that it was going, at least when it got off the train, oh, I'm at, a, I'm at 59th Street now. Like, I'm sure it knew that. Um, 
and or Times Square, and then probably would have turned right back. Yeah, on the exactly. And like, get me out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a Times article years ago, like twenty years ago, about it was the F train. Uh, right at Coney Island, the oh, second yeah. stop to the end, a bunch of pigeons would wait on the platform for the train to come <laughs> oh, really? and then get on on the second to last stop because at that point the train's pretty much empty when it hits Coney Island. And then they would – but it, the train has been going and it hasn't been cleaned yet because when it gets to the next station, it gets oh, cleaned. Yeah. So then they would all get on, eat all the food that was there that was like left over and trash and stuff, and then all get off and then just fly back and then just do it over and over and over again before the, the tr- they clean the trains. I love that story. I love – but just like 20 birds because like one bird getting on is funny, but 20 birds getting on is fucking terrifying. Yes. It is terrifying. Wow. All the little bags of chips just being attacked. All there's so many things. Yeah, at the end of a line on a New York subway, you just see things. Somebody once told me at Grand Central Station every year in the Lost and Found they have one hundred thousand umbrellas. <laughs> you know what? I believe that all of the stuff you'd find on there. I'm sure there's like a hundred thousand umbrellas. Oh yeah, five thousand condoms. You know. <laughs> yes, it is a thing in New York. Like you know, a lot of kids that grow up in the suburbs or the country have a place to go when they're teenagers and they want to go and they go, they go out to these this the woods. They go out to this lookout. They go out to wherever. They go to their basement. But a lot of these New York the kids mall. don't have basements. Yeah, they they have a place to go and hide and sort of when they're in their first relationships. The number of times I saw teenage kids hooking up at the end of a, a <laughs> subway platform or an empty car where you'd get on at like 1 a.m. and turn around and like walk back on and get another one. You're like, give them their privacy. That, that, car's, that car's taken. <laughs> hey, I thought you looked familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Steve? Um, God, that's so good. I do love, you know, but also what's I think fascinating about this story is that the birds are smart. Okay. I think for the most part, we just think of birds as being very dumb. Yeah, bird brain. I, I mean, we say bird brain <laughs> to right. people. Like, that's that, that's that insult. I mean, you just, look at a, you just look at a bird walking around. You're like, look at that dummy. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had an ex who had a place upstate, and so she decided oh, to buy God. I remember 25 this. chickens. Which is like the amount of chickens you can't just get like one. You get them like when they're they're chicks and they mail them. They just mail you a box of live birds. What? It's fucking crazy. Yes, <laughs> they're they're chicks. They're all like one day old. They're all this big, and there's like peep 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 peep. And she like went <gasps> to the post office to pick it up, and she like walked in and she just heard like peep 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 peep. And then they hand her a box that looks it's like the size of like two shoe boxes, and so it's all chickens, twenty five chickens, one rooster. And uh, she brings it. They like built a thing for it. But uh-huh. I remember this one one story, and it really I was like, oh, b- chickens are not smart. <laughs> they had a disco ball. They had a solar powered disco ball for the chickens because I thought it was fun. funny. Yeah. So like on I'm there, so like it would always when it was sunny out, you would just have like a like a pattern going around, and they would kind of like chase it around. And then it there was a windstorm one day, and they came back, and <laughs> the the whole thing had fallen off where it was mounted. Into their pen. The end and this of disco. Was a big, this was a big <laughs> disco ball and a solar panel okay. and all the electronics inside. Oh, fell gone. in? Gone. Gone. They all ate it. They, they ate, ate it? They it. pecked it to they death? They ate the what? What? They, they ate the disco ball too? The mirror? The glass? <laughs> yes. You're lying. It, no. <laughs> it was all, the electronics were gone. The solar panel was gone. I was there when it happened. What? Like, 
What yes, are birds you, you doing? Could, you could find like little pieces of glass, but the, all of it was like gone. They pecked and then the birds. Just, I mean, well, and then the next week, what? <laughs> it was That's a right. dance party everywhere one, they went. One shitty disco. I got disco in my blood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! That is. But was she feeding them the week before? It also. It, do they just Batteries? get bored and eat? What was she feeding them? I, they were hungry. <laughs> they were hungry for batteries. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually nice to hear this um, really endearing community community mm-hmm. kind of story with these. Um, Crows, because I'm. I still think of like very, like Alfred Hitchcocky and the birds. If that's a word. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. birds. You know, coming. You know, it's. I'm. I'm. A, I'm terrified of birds. Are you? <laughs> do you live? Where do you live? In New York City, or do you? I live you in New York. Where? I mean, okay. if I see a, a pigeon down the street, like I, it's fine. You're cool. But like, I don't want birds around me. Like, if I'm if I'm outside falling, yes. and a whole flock of birds comes squawking towards me. <laughs> I think I'm dead, and I'm gonna, f- and I'll probably get a stick or like get out of here. So I always clap when I see a a, a flock of birds, you know, because that get, that makes them leave, right? Yeah. Okay. Loud noises. I remember I went to Trafalgar Square in London, like in the late '90s, and at that time you could get bird seed. There was just thousands of <laughs> pigeons, and a thing that tourists would do is they would get a thing of bird seed for like two pounds or whatever and then hundreds of birds would land on you and eat the bird seed out of your hands yeah how's that fun was insane and then people would take photographs and how does that feel it feels disgusting it's so like they're just like shaky you know that like shaky feeling a bird has when it's on yeah no (laughs) i don't want that i don't want that no thanks. I'll let them. Right, Scotty, give us another one. Fend for themselves. This one was sent in by Copy Haste. Do you know this peppermint? This this guy just sends more stories than most newspapers create in a week. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> and they're always really good. It was written by the KMBC Channel Nine news staff. That's that kick-ass news staff, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Bad and bad. They're so damn good at what they do. Here's that headline: Dynamite on a car dashboard was actually just a beef stick still in a trapper. <laughs> so, so we're Wait, in Greens- yeah, <laughs> we're in Greensburg, Kansas. Somebody has a watchful eye. Uh, cops in Greensburg, Kansas responded to reports of an explosive device inside of a car in the parking lot and were instead met with an unexpected snack, a wrapped beef stick. The Sheriff's Office and Greensburg Fire Department were called to investigate reports of dynamite sitting on a dashboard of a vehicle parked in front of a small business on West Kansas Avenue when law enforcement units responded and secured the area, clearing out... <laughs> clearing wait, wait. Out. Who, reported, who reported a stick of dynamite in a car? Was this the Roadrunner? Was the Roadrunner involved? With it was Roadrunner. <laughs> Uh, also, who in Kansas doesn't know what a beef stick is? I feel like they'd yeah, be the... Who's never seen a Slim Jim? <laughs> yeah. What is going on? <laughs> who in Kansas? Who in the United States? Yes, we know what that this is. This is the one vegan in Kansas who's like, it's a <laughs> stick of dynamite. It's going to kill us all. It's just a beef yeah, stick. Yeah, you can it's recognize fine. dynamite, but not a, a beef stick? <laughs> I, think we all I don't think... think I've ever seen dynamite. <laughs> no, me neither. Nobody has. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So when the uh, fire department approached the car, they, I mean, they just approached it. It doesn't even say they opened it or breached it or broke in. 
They uh, found something entirely different. A beef stick in its wrapper. Quote, there were no explosives in the vehicle. There were zero threats to the public. Uh, and the owner removed... <laughs> the owner of the vehicle removed the suspicious beef stick from the car's dash. So, you know, crisis averted. I'm glad that we're sending out our taxpayer dollars to... Protect us from wrapped beef sticks. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unbelievable. Do you drive, Peppermint? I do. I hate driving, but I do drive. Um, and, the, and the reason why I hate driving is because, um, well, there's lots of reasons, but it was all my worst fears were realized when I was driving in New Jersey, driving my band Okay. To Asbury Park. As oh, yeah. A, a good hometown. queen always does. My hometown. And, <laughs> and um, we, were, we picked up a car and I had to go, of course, I had to go around and play school bus, pick up all the band members and shove everybody into this van. And then we drove, we were driving through like mm-hmm. near Times Square, oh, turned down one of these streets, like 46th <laughs> Street, I think, or 40, whatever. And um, we're going to towards the tunnel to get to Jersey. And I turned the car onto the thing, and it was like a weird turn. And I knocked off the mirror okay. of a car Good start. on the corner. Oh. Oh. Yeah, great start to the trip. Even better when I realized it was a police vehicle. No. Fantastic. No. And I said, oh, my God, I'm in this rental car. Right. And I knocked off a thing. And then I'm like, there was no cops inside. Of course, the car was parked outside of a donut shop. There you go. And so I looked over in the donut shop. I was like, okay, I know where they are. Because I was like, I could run. But if I run, you know, black people running from the cops, it's not not a good look. Not a good look. So let me just try to figure it out. (laughs) And so I went into the donut shop. And there was no cops. I couldn't find them anywhere. It was also near a police precinct. I don't know where these cops were. So I wrote them a note. Very polite. And I said, hi, I knocked off your mirror. <laughs> um, here's my name and number. It's a, it's a rental vehicle. Here's my, here's my license. I'm so stupid. I should have I just left. You're very responsible. <laughs> You're very responsible. Yeah, and I did all that. Um, and they never contacted me. I mean, I don't oh, think nice. so. I don't drive regularly, so I could have a re- my license could be revoked. I never really know. <laughs> uh, but, but that that was like well, the, one of the last times I was. It wasn't the last time I drove, but I was. You know that sure changed my life. <laughs> and did you make it to the show on time? Did you make? It we made it to the on show time? on time, and we drove back the same night. It was fabulous. I didn't hit anything else. Haven't had an accident since. You're good. Um, That's karma. And you, you right know, thing. yeah. That's amazing. Nice. What's the name of the band? Yeah, Peppermint and the... Uh, it was just Peppermint and the hired white guys. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> We'd fit right in. We could be in, we could be in the band. Yeah. yeah. I can sing um, baritone. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the gig went well. And I haven't played with a band in a long time because it's, right. so, you know, it's so expensive. And, it's yeah. t- and I ain't trying to drive one in a van. Right. You know. Um, but my thinking about this beef stick story, like yes. maybe they were actually not reporting real dynamite. Maybe they were saying that they couldn't handle. Maybe the beef stick was one of those spicy hot beef sticks. <laughs> yes, you know, and they and they were like, "Oh, this thing's like dynamite." You it's know, like, blowing me maybe, up. <laughs> <laughs> it blew up my mouth. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> 
Oh man, about Kurt, I got a story for you. About ten mm-hmm. years ago, maybe a little, maybe like fifteen years ago, I was living in New York. A friend of mine was living in Washington D.C. Had just moved into a new apartment that was like an international apartment. Uh, everybody that lived there was from a different country, very Washington D.C. And he was like, "Come down, we're throwing a housewarming." So myself and three guys left Brooklyn. Uh, we it should have taken three or four hours. It took like six hours. It was one of those things on I ninety five where yeah. you are it's in hell. hell. Um, by the time we get there, we're starving. We really want to party. The party's already going. And as soon as we walk in, my friend John just drinks half a bottle of Seagram Seven and passes out in a in a stranger's room in a Scandinavian <laughs> man's room. Uh, and I walk into the kitchen and say hi to my friend. And there's this little uh, Belarusian woman who looks at me instantly and goes, "You." You're with me all night. And I go, okay. And I say hi. Her name was Tatiana. That's not a real name, but very close. And uh, Tatiana's like, you're coming with me. She takes my hand, walks me, and like we grab a drink at the bar. And then she's just walking me around the apartment. Uh, meanwhile, I haven't like hung out with my friends. For the rest of the night, this woman is wildly, uh, aggressively making out with me. Like, uh, like as if it was her last day on earth and I was the only guy in a women's prison, basically. And I was like, here we go. And so she's like trying to make it really special. So we go up on the roof, up the fire escape, and it's snowing, and she's aggressively making out with me. And she's like, Isn't this so amazing? And I'm like, I am so cold. I am not drunk enough for this. But uh, the whole time, also, I'm just not turned on. Like, I'm not feeling it. She's very beautiful. She was uh, like very lovely. And God, I keep thinking, How worth the dynamite coming into this story? Oh, get ready. <laughs> um, so the whole time I'm like, what? Wh-? Like when you're sometimes when you're young, things are you got you kind of get in your head and you're like something's off here. I don't know what it is, but something's not right, and I can't trust this, and I don't know what this is. So we end up just kind of getting back in the party and drinking, and then I end up just sleeping in in her room, but not having sex. So the next morning, my friend takes us all out to brunch, and he's like, "So you and Tatiana kind of hit it off, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't. We didn't." And he's like, "Yeah, she's kind of weird." At the beginning of every week, oh, he had only known her for like a month or whatever. He's like, "At the beginning of, of every week, she boils fifty hot dogs and then just eats them throughout the week." And I realized <laughs> the thing that was off is that I could like smell hot dogs on her, and it doesn't matter how much J Lo glow you pump on, you can, that fifty hot dogs. And seven days is gonna give you an aroma and the whole time because i wasn't like she's disgusting but i'm like why am i not turned on and i'm like it's the taste of 50 <laughs> boiled <laughs> in a giant pot boiled hot dogs, hot dogs. that's that's a lot that's eight hot dogs a day at least man oh, god or she that, just I mean, runs out grief. yeah and hot dogs are basically like little logs of bologna yes yeah Yes, fried logs of bologna. And if yeah. you eat over ten, let's say, I, I think they stick to you. I don't think anybody's ever left the Nathan's hot dog eating contest and then gone on a first date. It was uh, it was life changing. It was my own little beef stick dynamite moment. <laughs> I actually did used to date uh, a competitive eater. Really? Oh, um, one of the famous ones that w- used to win. Semi famous. I never saw him win. Even after okay. we broke up, I'll look. And yeah, gotta check in, you know, check in and see. God, I can't, I can't, I don't want to. You don't have to name them, it's okay. But uh, yeah, I've never seen him win, but I always see him there. 
Okay. And, you know, did, did he have a specialty? Was he like the king of egg noodles or something? No. Oh, hot dogs. Oh, hot dogs. I, I mean, as far as that, he only participated in the, in the hot dog right. thing that I know of. Um, right. Yeah. And I remember being like, mm, yeah, yeah, same it, feeling. Yeah. It Something felt like a off. nice little, yeah. And then I was like, no, no, you and these hot dogs, no. Of all <laughs> the things to lose at, stuffing yourself with like a hundred hot dogs and then yeah. not winning must feel terrible. I, I was very aspirational at that point. Yes. You, know? you wanted a champion. You liked this ambition. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I went a ride or die, Bonnie and Clyde, let's go knock mirrors off of the cars of police kind and of partnership. Very detailed apology notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one. Just tease us out to a break. Great. Okay. Uh, there's just so many. This is all just going to be about. This is all. It's just. I mean, I'm not even going to say the title of this. It's just okay. about secret rooms behind mirrors. Ooh. All right. Bananas. Bananas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bananas. Uh, just a few things we w- we wish you would do. Please yes, please. go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. It really matters. Yeah, why not? Go follow us on Instagram, The Bananas Podcast, and DM us your strange news. And if you find an unexpected banana somewhere, you can put that in your story and tag us. Yes. No more pictures of unexpected bananas. In our DMs. Just help us out, everybody. Come on. It's a community. It's been a long (laughs) year. Let's all get on the same page. And Kurt, I have two quick shout-outs from our Bananimals. Desiree and John, two-year anniversary. This is going to be about three weeks too late, but Desiree called me, and she really loves that John. She loves that John. Um, Even if he eats 100 hot dogs, she's going to love John's ass for a long, (laughs) long time. And then this one's kind of great. So a woman named Chelsea called me. She wanted us to give a, um, just you know, dedicate this episode. She is a lunch lady in Portland, Oregon. They pack three lunch, uh, they spend three days a week packing lunches and then deliver them three days a week to all the kids so that any kids that might not be able to afford lunch get a school lunch. They've been That's doing great. it all of COVID this entire year. So I say we give a shout out to Chelsea and the lunch ladies as our bananas of the week. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful that thing. You And so lunch, much. man. And uh, thank you so much. That's such a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. And, and, and on that tip, I have been doing something which I have felt it feels so good it feels often we feel paralyzed during the great choir and i've started doing something that feels very uh like accomplishable and good is that i've been volunteering with this organization called get out the shots los angeles um and if you live in la 
Uh, just Google Get Out the Shots and you're interested in volunteering. What, what we basically do is we help get vaccine appointments for people who are eligible, but they maybe because of a language barrier can't do it or I they're see. not very good with the Internet or they don't have a phone number or they don't have an email address. So we go and we book vaccine appointments for those people. Uh, and so if you want to volunteer, you can. You can DM the Bananas Place, and I can send you the link. Or just go to Get Out the Shots Los Angeles. Beautiful. Um, that's, of course, if you live in L.A. Beautiful. Um, and it's been great because it feels like every time you book a vaccine for somebody, it's like, I did something. Yeah, you All saved right. a life. And it's like, Absolutely. Exactly. We need more so activism in this world. Good for you, Kurt. That's and, wonderful. Uh, we have our wonderful guest uh, today, Miss Peppermint. <laughs> Thank you for being on. I heard that you're now you had mentioned earlier that you were doing a short film that's coming out soon. I am doing a short film. Uh, I have uh, it's an accompaniment to my album uh, or oh, series wonderful. of albums um, called A Girl Like Me Letters to My Lovers. And I and instead of just doing regular music videos, yeah. especially during covid when we couldn't really shoot. Uh, you know, no, typically, yes. we decided um, to do a short film because we would we basically had one shot deal to get everybody into one place, make sure oh. they've you know got their testing, right. and take all the protocols, rent a big house, figure it out, and then just shoot what we need, shoot it all out. And so that's what we did, wow. um, and I'm really proud of it. Uh, we're going to enter it in a few uh, short uh, film festivals, festivals? Um, and I'm excited. Uh, it looks like. We might have a, a partner for distribution, Wonderful. A, a network, um, and I'm ex I'm really excited about it. And so oh, it's starring cool. myself and a um, very handsome co-star named Levi Smith. Wonderful. Um, and it should be, you know, a, also award-winning or not. I believe it. Yeah, baby. You know? <laughs> I also want it... to um, mention really quickly, you mentioned uh, the vaccine uh, help that you're doing volunteering mm -hmm. with this group in Los Angeles. There's also something very similar in New York, um, in Manhattan, but also I think they're doing some work in the entire city. It's called VaxHelpNeighbors.info is the website. Great. And it's the same thing. They help find, help get appointments for vaccines. Wonderful. And I have several friends who've called and then 20 minutes later had their appointments. Oh, um, and so then jealous. went the next day Beautiful. to get their shots. And Beautiful. So, yeah. That's the way it's been working here, too, because of the, the, the limited availability. It's like the appointments are the next day or the day after. Mm -hmm. It's just like it happens so fast. It's cool. Wonderful. Okay. Right, on me... back to bananas stuff. Mirrors, mirrors, mirrors. So, okay. So this was uh, – there was an article that was – okay. So this woman on TikTok posted these videos. Uh, basically, this is what inspired this story uh, for me to tell this story. And TikTok. So about 100,000 – Bananas sent yes. us that yes. that TikTok, um, and it is it's very fascinating. You should go watch it. It's essentially a woman like feeling a breeze somewhere in her, in her <gasps> bathroom. Yeah. Yes, peppermint knows it. This off. one's crazy. It's crazy, and it's an entire apartment in behind her uh, mirror, an entire apartment that no one lives in. It's super creepy. Now that sent me down another. A uh, big rabbit hole. Sure. Because my cousin hole. texted yes. me. My cousin Christine <laughs> texted me, and she said she also found an apartment <laughs> behind her mirror as well in an what? old apartment. Where? Yes. In New York? Uh, she didn't specify. It, I might have actually been in Oakland. Um, and then I found this on Reddit. 
Brandy Dacus sent this in to us. This was on Reddit, and the title is Florida Woman Crawled Out of My Hotel Mirror to Rob Me. What? Oh, okay. no. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so this woman comes back. I'm not going to read it all because it's incredibly long. But um, the woman, they'd been, I think they're doing some sort of work during the choir. Okay. Where they were like kind of uh-huh. like, they were at this hotel for a couple weeks. So they come back, they're finished working, they come back, and she sees a woman in her room as she opens it, and she assumes it's like a cleaning lady or something, and then she realize, and then she sees all of her stuff has been ransacked, and it's this, and then this woman just kind of like escapes and runs away. But they can't figure out how she got in. They call the cops. Right. The cops can't figure out how she got in. And then uh, she like tapped the wall and felt the mirror was a little loose. She lifted off the mirror, and then there was like a crawl space. The the hotel had recently been renovated, and there was a space big enough for them. There was like food in there, and clothes, and a bed, (gasps) and uh, cigarettes. And she said, and so this woman's been living the whole time she's been in this room. This woman has had access to her room. She's been living in between in between rooms in a hotel. And then she robbed her. Uh, and then the craziest thing is like... Um, <laughs> and she robbed her? her she left. robbed her like she stole her stuff or she came out with a weapon and like held her up? She didn't mug her. She, she stole just, her stuff. Okay. She stole her stuff. But she was like in the middle of stealing her stuff. Oh my and then God. Well, where was she going to take like, it? Right back into the hall? <laughs> uh, yeah, back to Neverland. <laughs> I know, right back in. Obviously, they couldn't get back get in there. But yeah, she had been in there. Like they found out for quote a pillow, blanket, cigarettes, clothes, toothbrushes, and she and the woman uh, who got robbed had said that like for the whatever two weeks she'd been living in that room, every once in a while she would smell cigarette smoke, and uh, like, just assumed wow. it was like a different room. But no, it was the woman who was living behind her mirror. So this is just a public service announcement for everybody to go check your mirrors. Yes. Just give them a jiggle <laughs> and make sure nobody's living behind your mirror. Oh my Windex, God. Oh, now City. with mace. Yes. <laughs> yeah, with a bat and mace. Check all your mirrors. That is so... In- that's like Candyman. There was a horror movie where you said Candyman. Oh, yeah. Don't look would- into the mirror and say it. Yes. Man. Yes. You say its name and then he'll come and get you. But he was... Oh, my gosh. If somebody... That's the craziest, creepiest stuff is like... I wrote on a show called The Misery Index. It's a game show on TBS, and they aired all over oh, yeah. the place. And uh, so I was looking up real-life um, things that would make you miserable. And like you'd look up somebody that's been struck by lightning 10 times or somebody who's been married and divorced 15 times. And then one of the things I went down a, a rabbit hole of is people living inside of other people's houses without them knowing. Aww. It's very common. I don't like, like this. In Ohio, there was a college where these guys smelled cigarette smoke, and then they kept like looking around, and then they found a trapdoor in one of their closets, and there was an entire underground apartment and bunker, and they waited and caught the guy, and he's like, yeah, man, I used to be a student. I ran out of money. I've been living underneath you guys for seven months. So sorry. Like, this happens. Like, there are... Oh, my it, God, it's real-life parasite. Yeah, it's real-life parasite, the movie. Yes. It is, and it's scary as hell. I don't know what I would do... <laughs> right. If if I if somebody crawled up out of a because first you don't know like are they going to hurt me right do they need help is it a zombie <laughs> is this the big one you know like what's going to happen and I don't yeah. want to stick around and find out listen if you've been living in in some ba- inside of a mirror and you've been eating in there and smoking and living in the mirror yeah 
You can take whatever you want. Go ahead, honey. Yeah, it's yours. Good job. Good job. Yes. Is their apartment (laughs) nicer than mine? Like, that's what I was... When I was watching the the woman with the TikTok, the first thought I had was, I was like, is this New York City? And then it was New York City. I was like, that is a really nice bathroom for a New York City apartment. I'm like, she's doing pretty well for herself. I would have just sealed that thing up and stayed in that apartment. Also, the apartment that is behind the mirror is fucking huge. And I was like, in New York City, there is, you're telling me there's an apartment that just is rented out? Oh, yeah. It is crazy. Even if you only have to access it through a mirror, people would pay three grand a month for that. Yes. (laughs) You have to go through someone else's apartment and go through a mirror. But it's a beautiful place. Yeah, no thanks. I would, uh, it's weird that it's the mirror. Are they double sided mirrors? Like, are people watching people? No. No, no, no. Well, I think the mirror from the other side of the room is the only thing that's not finished. Like, there's a hole because the mirror has to be, like, recessed and put into the wall. That's right. But, you know, they don't really, they don't really, like, build that. It's not, like, really attached that well or built in from what I've seen in other, like, unfinished houses. It's just basically, it's always just, like put in like if you try hard enough you can get that mirror out of that wall yes you know like a like a teenager accidentally punches a hole or knocks a hole in the wall and they just put a poster over it and they're like this doesn't exist anymore yeah it's exactly that you know what would be funny though is if the if the um room next door like in the apartment buildings was was really nice yeah and the person creeping in was like redecorating like oh this is terrible oh you know that would be hysterical oh is that a hamilton beach blender that's coming back to the much is that a magic bullet that's coming home we got to do something about these neighbors cuisinart stainless steel pans these are looking good just clanging just walking it up that's new york has that though like how many apartments have we all been in that it does like there's a small bathtub where the kitchen used to be like they just cram stuff in there and there's always like things where they aren't supposed to be and then a landlord that just plays dumb like they didn't know yeah yeah oh god i got one that was just sent in yesterday actually this was uh from lad bible lad bible has a lot of weird news that website thank you lad bible uh written by I mean, probably the greatest journalist living on planet Earth today, Mark McGowan. Best Prob- in the best. He is the best in the biz. And it was sent in by the enchanting TM Rex 1032. Thank you, TM Rex 1032. <laughs> You're wonderful. This is a review of the most ridiculous. Uh, this is the most ridiculous review of a hair removal cream on Amazon. So <laughs> now and again, we all buy something we're not impressed with. The majority of us uh-huh. choose to just throw it away, buy something else, and move on with our life. But others are not necessarily that inclined. Of course, I am talking about the people who leave internet reviews. Uh, whether there's a fantastic story um, behind the review or total devastation with how shitty the product was or dissatisfaction, some reviewers can be very entertaining. So this is an actual review on Amazon. Uh, copy and paste it. After being told my danglies look like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy something that previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful at. I nearly put my back out trying to shave my difficult bits, but being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would 
do the deed on my missus birthday as a bit of a treat. So I ordered this product well in advance, and as someone who works in the North Sea, I considered myself a, bu- a bit above um, some of the other characters writing reviews. I think he just thought he was a lot tougher than everybody writing reviews of this product as soft office types. Oh, fellow sufferers, how wrong <laughs> I was. I waited until my better half was tucked in bed, and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise, I went down to the bathroom. Initially, all went well as I applied the gel and stood there waiting for something to happen, and I did not have to wait long. At first, there was a gentle warmth, Uh, and then a few seconds later, it was replaced by an intense burning, a feeling I can only describe as being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting my head on the ceiling. Religion hadn't featured much into my life until that point, but suddenly I became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violet burning around my my butthole uh, and what seemed like the destruction of the meat and the two veg. So, um, (laughs) she starts crying through the haze of tears. I struggle out of the bathroom, crawl into the kitchen. This time I tried to get up, but it was really impossible. So crawling the final yard to the fridge, I looked for some cold relief. I yanked the freezer drawer out of the ice cream and found an ice cream tub, tore the lid off and positioned it under me. Sitting on it was the relief I needed and fantastic, but only temporary as it melted very quickly and the fiery stabbing soon returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I had it managed... <laughs> To give my testicles the proper treatment, I groped around. (laughs) This poor guy. Groped around. Oh, my gosh. Um, So the end, I'll jump to the end. This is probably the only time in my life uh, I was going to wish there was a snowman in my kitchen, which should give you some idea of the depths I was willing to sink in order to ease the pain. Unfortunately, my uh, strange grunts alerted my better half, who chose in that moment to come in and was greeted... (laughs) By the sight of me, butt in the air, strawberry ice cream dripping from my bells uh, and and pushing a handful into my arse while muttering, ooh, that feels good. (laughs) This is a great birthday surprise, if you ask me. Um, I can understand. Uh, This all happened at 11 at night. This poor gentleman, it was for Veet. So to sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self Respect. Wow. Expect? That's the best part. It's like he's going to put something that's going to dissolve hair on to his butthole, and he's not going to be testicles. Like, oh, yes. Burn. It burns yes. a little bit. It's funny because the instructions for depilatory creams all say do not use on your genitals <laughs> Those or areas. sensitive area. I've shaven my legs many times mm-hmm. with those creams. And if you get it on your inner thigh and like reach for something, you know, sure. and then your your legs just rub against the wrong thing, it is very painful, and it is surprising how quickly it comes. I'm not surprised at all. No, at um, this person's discomfort. No. Also, that he just didn't read it at all, and he just went whole. Yeah. Loud. Just it says, do not use it. <laughs> Well, I think he did. I think he thought he was tough. That's the thing I like so much about that, this story yeah. is this guy was like, oh, everybody else is so soft. They can't handle it. A real man can take it. And then I love that turn. I love when confidence gets a total 180 and it's just mm-hmm. like, I'm now a victim. Yeah. I'm now in my own kitchen smearing strawberry ice cream all over my 
special places. Oh, God. And but, Strawberry you know. ice cream and lie. If yes. lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. The stuff they use to dissolve bodies in yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I think this guy, I think he, uh, yeah, I think he learned a lesson. I think we all might have learned a lesson All the to all our listeners out there who are considering veeding whatever you got. Maybe Whatever don't. Just Maybe use don't. shaving cream. Just use shaving cream. Yeah. Shaving cream is just compressed soap. Yeah. Treat yourself. <laughs> Buy some clippers. I'm sure we can get a clipper sponsor on this. Get some walled. Isn't that a company? Get some walled clippers. They, they'll, they'll get you close. Not skin remover. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. Curdy right. B. You guys want another one? I would yes, love I do. A story. All right. Ooh. This might be our last one, guys. It is up. Friends find out their biological sisters years after they met working at the same restaurant. Oh. This was sent by a lot of people. Okay. But uh, the first one I saw it with was J.J. Barrio, B-A-R-R-I. Love J.J. Barrio. This is from CNN Classic News Network. Yeah, Classic (laughs) CNN. By David Williams. He doesn't. Yeah, he's the best in the joke. Cassandra Madison, 32, and Julia Tanetti, 31, began telling people they were sisters not long after they met right. in 2013 while working at the Russian Lady Restaurant in New Haven, Connecticut. I'm fascinated <laughs> to know what kind of food the Russian Lady serves. I mm-hmm. hope it's only borscht. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a recent DNA test confirmed that they are actually biological sisters. The two women had a lot in common. They were both adopted from the Dominican Republic as right. babies. They looked enough alike that customers and coworkers make them mix them up all the time, and they each had Dominican flag tattoos. That's cool. Uh, the tattoos got them talking, and they became fast friends. We hit it off right away. There was no trying to force a friendship or anything. Our personalities are very similar, so it was very easiest for us to just start hanging out. Then I'm going to skip around. Sure. After Two years, they were best. They're best buds for two years. They used to dress up as each other and try and like trick people into like thinking like who, which one, who's who, uh, because they look so much alike. Yeah. And then in 2018, five years later, after just being like best buds with this person, uh, the one of them's Madison's adoptive mom gave her a DNA test kit for Christmas. Yep. She found out who her dad was, and then she was like, you got to do it. And the other one was like, I'm nervous. I don't want to do it. So she waited until just recently and then finally did it, and they found out that they are full biologic sisters. Uh, wow. And they just happened to meet working together at a place called the Russian Lady. Ooh. It can happen. It can happen, guys. Coincidences are real. And that's, beautiful. That's crazy, though. Those, that is those so fascinating. Isn't that wild? And that they loved it. They just got along. They just loved each other. I mean, yes. they really must have been. So same parent. Did it say same mother and father or just same dad? Let me see. I think it might just be same dad. Fascinating. That's really cool. Yeah. Those ancestry tests, they're solving <laughs> crimes. They're, they're, they're bringing spa- uh, all kinds of weird family relationships together. It's... Maybe it's not a great thing. Maybe it's a great thing. This seems I think like it's a, a great thing because before, just no one would know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's there was the just same no tattoos way. for me. Yes. yes. <laughs> right? Have you, have, have well, you ever I'm seen like, anybody what? that looks like you? Like, have you ever seen somebody and said, like, oh, that person, We, I look like that person? Or, or No, that person. but it really is. It's surprising how little it takes 
for people to tell you who you look like. Oh, yeah. Like, really just needs to be the, a similar hairstyle. Right. And then, you know, people are like, oh, my God, you look... Whitney Houston. And then people tell me, oh, Jennifer Hudson. Okay. I'm like, y'all, Whitney and Jennifer do not look alike. No. <laughs> not at all. So what is this here? You know? Yeah. So. Do you get that when you're on stage? Do people see you singing and then they just go, I'm just going to say the name of the two black female singers that I know. Because that I, I know. I'm go awkward. Down the list. Whitney or Jennifer. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't usually do impersonations, and so maybe that's why I take such offense to it, because I had... Right. I, I never liked the idea of even doing impersonations. That's just kind of what, going, growing up in the drag world, that is what um, everyone was saying. Huh. You know, or that's what everyone was doing, like, yes. in the 90s. Yeah. And then I just decided that I didn't want to do that. I wanted to sing live. And I didn't want to do any impersonations. Yeah. And so the big moment for me to do an impersonation where I was forced to mm-hmm. was um, on RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. for something mm-hmm. for the Snatch Game. Heard of it. And um, I did Nene Leakes, who I also don't look like. No. <laughs> I, and I did so terribly. I'm scarred for life. <laughs> if I found out I had a twin, I would actually... I actually do like... like I, I know these ladies aren't twins, but if I found out I had a twin, yeah. then I would be really stoked because I remember reading about all these like connections and like you know psychic powers that the twins yeah. have with each other, and I think that's pretty dope. So I would like a twin. Yeah, doppelganger. No, it would be fast. It'd be so weird to have a twin. But also, this is so interesting too of like this whole idea because you know you go back to like nature versus nurture. And, like, how much does, like, a parent's mm-hmm. influence affect what the person yeah. is going to become? And I the think choices the they time, make. Because I got two little kids, and um, my, my youngest, who is a year old, like, he just has, it, it, it's just like, in more than any, it's like, it was like, oh, he came out with his own thing. He's just his own person already, mm-hmm. and he loves electricity and electronics so much okay. that I have multiple videos of him. And he's like, he's very emotional as well of him eating a disco ball, (laughs) (laughs) slowly eating an entire disco ball and solar. He's into solar. I'm like, look at him. He's his own man. (laughs) It's he, he, he likes to hug and kiss the uh, dishwasher. Uh, he okay. just comes up and like he just gives it little kisses okay. and hugs it, and he also does the same thing to uh, the air filter. Like we have an air filter that just runs. Okay, and it's got lights on it, and it's a button. It's obviously a thing that's like making noise and vibrating. Right, and he goes up and again hugs it and just gives it like light kisses. Mm. <laughs> really. <laughs> When and they're running, like when they're running, yep, does when, he like the vibration? He likes. He's just uh, he's getting into the I groove. Have no idea. I don't know if it's a vibration or if it's like they're cool and he feels warm. I have yeah. no idea. But he, I have multiple videos. I can post them on bananas of him just kissing. Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. And the p- fingers are going to point directly at you mm-hmm. as the parent. What are you teaching? Um, I guess working at the Russian lady and finding out that the waitress that you work with or the server that you work with is, is your sister is yeah. better than working at the Russian lady with your sister and finding out that you're not related. Yes. <laughs> oh, hands yeah. down. That's the big tip is it's just like, 
at least we found each other. Like we're we're yeah. not we're not killing it right now at the Russian lady. It, business has been slow during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have a family. Now I have a ski partner. I I waited tables on a guy that looked like me and I didn't recognize it at first and it was only when he smiled. We had the same smiling face, like which is a weird thing to say, but like when when he smiled it was like so creepy. But the other people at the table noticed it first. And then the other servers were like, the guy at 101 looks just like you. And I'm like, what? And then when we smiled, it looked it looked like me. It was very strange. Whoa, that's crazy. And I was like, I went over after, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes into their meal or whatever. And I just joking was like, <laughs> do I look like this guy or what? And the friends were like, yes, you look exactly. We've been saying that the whole time. Every time you come out of the kitchen, we're like, that guy, and there's no relation, but we did. Like, if we were just standing next to each other, you would see the differences. But when he was laughing and smiling, we, it was eerie. It was Twilight zone for me. Now, was there an awkward, like, 29 minutes of you creeping around the dining room, yeah. like, looking at, looming in it? Yeah, when <laughs> I tried to kiss him, he got really mad. I was like, come on, we got to figure this out the old-fashioned way. Do we like this, or is, are we siblings? Um... <laughs> No, I think um, I probably gave him all around a free drink. So I, I, I mean, I'm nice. sure I was like, "Bye, brother." But he probably was like, "We're never coming back to this place." <laughs> no <I guess>. tip. <laughs> <laughs> yes, five percent. <laughs> it was so uh, good. Well, we did it again, Peppermint. Thank you so much for being on the show. You were wonderful. Is there thank you for you like having to me. Plug before you go, or replug? Yes, please. Even. I want to remind people to. Pick up my new album, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. Yes. And keep their eyes peeled for the new album, which drops this spring. Um, also part of the Letters to My Lovers uh, sort of theme and trilogy. Um, and then invite people to watch me every Tuesday, 7, 7.30 Eastern mm-hmm. on Twitch uh, Live, oh, yeah. where I review black movie classics with all of the celebrities. This week's uh, guest will be Trace Lissette from Transparent, and she's the new producer of Trans and Trumpland. Um, And then also, uh, Laverne Cox will be on very soon. So I'm very excited. Cool. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And bananas. Beat Lady Gaga. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 